Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rule makers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players in the $750 billion business of sports. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Keeping score this week, it's a big week for international events as well as mega events in the States, the economics of baseball all-star game. We're all baseball all the time. I, however, I'm at the beach volleyball majors in Vienna, Austria on the Danube. It's romantic, you might think, but it's also incredibly hot with world-class athletes performing world-class feats. Amy Tenery, a Met fan, not world-class athletes re- recording world-class feats, uh, a, a, a digital editor for Reuters. My condolences, by the way. Thank you. Yes, it uh, it was a day for lopsided losses. Uh, last night, Joanna Conta obliterated Serena Williams at the Silicon Valley Classic. And in the world of baseball, now normally I would be very excited to hear that the Mets scored four uh, off of the Nationals, but unfortunately the Nationals scored 25 off of the Mets. So <clears throat> that was a, a fairly historic uh, a loss um, in my case. I'm licking my wounds. Yeah, but you know, listen, after those first 10 games the Mets won, you really didn't think they were going to amount to anything anyway, except for some minor bursts of expectations. You and the boss, Dan Calaruso, it's the standard wait till next year. Now they've officially put up the white flag. But as long as we're talking about baseball, 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 uh, what's your take on the biggest issue in baseball today? Well, sure. I mean, it's, it's you know, beyond the Mets, it's actually pretty good news for the league. Um, right now, I'm looking at some numbers from Marketing Dive on the MLB All-Star Game. And uh, despite some low viewership, they actually generated record uh, $44.8 million in ad revenue. Um, and this was more than any other league's uh, comparable All-Star event. Now, I know it's kind of like comparing apples and oranges. Um but, uh, you know, one theory that was sort of bandied about was that the MLB brings in an older audience and they're more reliable TV watchers um, than they are watching on, on streaming platforms. So it feels like a safer bet for for advertisers. But do you have any other theories on why this event is so dominant ad-wise? Well, you know, Midsummer Classic has always been a big deal for advertisers and it's factored into the media buys more than anything before. You know, baseball, apple pie, and Chevrolet, it's Chevrolet, and that's a big deal. The NBA All-Star Game was at $44 million. The Pro Bowl only at 4 because they bake in the dollars as part of their overall situation. That theory, by the way, Amy, of the older people watching and therefore easier to buy, probably true. Home Run Derby is a great attempt to make baseball younger, but at the end of the day, baseball is older, and it's good revenue-wise, but not necessarily for the future of the game. Yeah, sure. No, that's interesting. I, I think so. I mean, for right now, it's great news, but you're absolutely right. Down the road, maybe they need to start thinking about uh, diversifying the platforms that they're pushing out. Um, do you see any other leagues that might be able to mirror this approach or blaze their own path to replicate that kind of success that the uh, MLB All-Star Game is seeing? Well, this week is an interesting test case. You know, after the World Cup and the United States' is absolute uh, bomb out of it, uh, we didn't go, so therefore we didn't lose. 
but the advertisers for the MLS are buying packages that include the future of international soccer as the U.S. deals with it, not only 2020 and 2022 in Qatar, but you know, U.S., North America, um, Mexico, Canada, get the World Cup 2026. They have the All-Star Game this week at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Juventus plays a marquee All-Star group, and that certainly might bump it up. But the bottom line is you're selling hope, and that's a really important process. Yeah, no, I would bet I, I, I totally agree with you. Um, so now while I go lick my wounds in the major leagues, I understand that we actually have a key figure in the world of minor league baseball that you spoke to this week. Minor league baseball is really important. We can talk about why. Uh, obviously, you have 41 million fans for the last 14 years, uh, uh, over 40 million in a row, um, uh, 160 markets with great avidity, and it doesn't go unnoticed. Maury Gallagher was the chairman and is the chairman and CEO of Allegiant Airlines since 2003, principal founder, owner, director. He's a startup guy. He started up, started ValueJet, West Air, and a lot of airlines, and now has the deal done with minor league baseball in a fairly novel arrangement with them. But Maury also has some perspective in all aspects of sports, a good idea of insight into why a corporate leader will partner with a major organization, in this case, 160 team minor league baseball. I give you Maury Gallagher. Maury Gallagher, uh, chairman, CEO, founder, Allegiant Airlines. Yes, sir. Is that the right title? Yes, close enough. Did I enough. miss anything? Not close enough. Okay, good. Well, let's talk about the minor league baseball yeah. relationship for a second. And I know it's, it's ongoing, but you made a major commitment. Uh, one of the reasons, I think, is that the footprint of yours aligns favorably with 160, 161 teams involved in minor league baseball. But give us other reasons why you developed this relationship. Well, it starts with this customer uh, is our customer. Um, and we're, we're big believers that leisure covers multiple fronts. A person that goes to a minor league baseball game is also going to take a leisure trip that may stay in a destination resort that uh, might go to other events. And we're trying to coalesce a lot of these groups together so that you know we can really paint ourselves with a combination of loyalty, branding, etc. As when you think of leisure, think of Allegiant, think of partners, minor league baseball, those types of things. So we get involved in a minor league game, we can offer you know fair, free trips. So now you can start doing cross promotions and what you're seeing in this world today is business-to-business -business relationships are becoming incredibly important that, you know, something I do for this business helps us do something for our business. How important is the stability as well? You know, minor league baseball touts the 40 million fans a year for at least the last 13 years. And I know that it's not just the people in the ballpark because you're digitally savvy, but is stability and its relationship with Major League Baseball as well? Oh, yeah. Well, all those things are important. Uh, size, it's... People, I, you tell people 40 million people go through the turnstile yeah. a year in minor league baseball, I think they're a bit drop-jawed. Yeah. Uh, I did the math just on, uh, if you take the top three leagues, AAA, AA, uh, single, or high A, um, there's 30, 90 teams and you do 140 games, that's 6,000 games a year. Uh, so the access to the fan base is, uh, you know, amazingly good and, and, you know, these guys are getting six, eight, ten thousand people a game. So it's a repetitive business. It, really allows you to brand well and uh, you partner and, and people people have proven, you know, when I'm in the NASCAR business as well, yeah. they'll, they'll follow that brand if it's affiliated with something they really like. Well, and so from a national perspective, the minor league baseball deal is, is fairly unique for you in sense of an overarching 
relationship, a lot of allegiance relationships marketing-wise are, are regional. What made you decide to do this all in from a national perspective? Well, the other thing on a national level that uh, I think minor league baseball is going to set up is we're affiliated with a company called ISM that's yeah. going to start networking uh, these uh, these parks together. So you put screens up around there and, and all of a sudden you can take uh, 30, 40, 60, uh, maybe 100 stadiums and you can message in the same fashion. So Allegiant can run a national message yeah. through these screens and promote nationally. We can have a drawing, we can do things that really start branding us on a uniform basis. And furthermore, you can do it with other sponsors. Uh, instead of just having billboards on the uh, left field and right field walls that are static and the like, you can now have re great content. You can have stuff that draws people's eyes. You can really promote uh, a lot of electronic digitalization plus the interaction with call to action. So you, you know, you're, you're at the screen, you, you use your phone, you get involved with a product. All those things are places people should be thinking about. And the corporate creativity has to be really significant as well. Your alignment with ISM, uh, the naming partner at Phoenix's Raceway, DC Solar, who's also involved. Right. So you're not just doing it alone. Talk about the creativity of packaging among corporate relationships. Well, you're 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 spot on the, the B2B relationships, uh, and I'm again being involved in NASCAR. You see a, a tremendous amount of that. Uh, maybe the best person at it, uh, one of the minor league participants here today, Tad Geschechter, you know, runs JTG uh, Motorsports. Um, he's a master at bringing people together and, and playing, you know, your benefit will help this, mm -hmm. who can help this. Uh, Joe Gibbs with Joe Gibbs Racing is, is a marvelous at it. Uh, I mean, he's a line item literally in the Federal Express report of how the amount of business he brings to Federal Express and yet you see him them sponsoring his car every weekend, one of them. So, uh, that's, a, that's an art form, it's a new art form, and it's got to be developed and evolved uh, by, I think, generally a business uh, as the relationships go forward. All right, so tell us about GMS Racing. Oh, well, I thought you'd never ask. Uh, <laughs> well, you answered me twice, but now, all right, specifically, directly. GMS, uh, we've been uh, very active for a number of years, and particularly with NASCAR since 2014 and thereabouts. And I'm proud to say we won a championship in 2016 at the truck level. Uh, we have a terrific guy running the show for us, a fellow named Mike Beam, who's 40 years in the business. And uh, uh, we're, we have five truck teams this year uh, at the truck level, and we've got one Xfinity team. And uh, so, come a long way, baby, as the, the old commercial used to say. But, you know, if you want competition, you, there's no reset button. There's no video, do it over again. It's, it's the real deal. So, uh, the emotions go up with uh, the race, and unfortunately, only one person wins. So, uh, that's... 30, 40 cars showing up, it, it's uh, quite the emotional run. One person wins, but everybody's entertained, and hopefully that's part of the process as well. So you're an industry veteran. You've been through the wars in a lot of different contexts, airline building, but a sports marketing, uh, a marketing opportunity to do that. What's changed the most in the past 20, 30 years from a marketing and sports marketing perspective? Oh boy, I'm more on the finance side, but I'll take a swag at this. Yeah, you uh, the, the you know the marketing side has has gotten to be very personal. Uh, you take that telephone and the like, the whole uh, ability to grab information when you want it, the ability to get to somebody has completely changed. That television commercial that used to be sacrosanct and everybody was paying for it is uh, you know is going the way of the buggy whip in many ways because uh, marketing people want data. They want to know when I put a message up, I get a return for it rather than I think I feel it's got to be data-centric. And so part of what, uh, for instance, ISM does is it captures uh, demographics. It knows who's watching the screen. It 
can feed that data back to the uh, to the, uh, the sponsors. So all that type of activity is really coming to the front, and uh, you know there's there's a lot of money still around for advertising, but it's being reallocated in different formats. And if you can't feed that information back to uh, the advertiser or the brand, um, it's going to be tough to get their attention. And so from your financial perspective, you take over a company, you start it, and you realize that marketing is important, sports marketing is important in the case of Allegiant. How much of the um, minor league baseball relationship, NASCAR, all of those relationships are uh, ROI-driven, metrics, analytical-driven, uh, or gut? Well, um, I think you start with gut and then you, you prove it out. Um, We've been, uh, I know for instance, we were the Bengals when we started in Cincinnati, we, we got involved with the Bengals. Sports is leisure. We're a leisure company. So though that combination is really uh, you know, intuitively good to, to start with. And minor league baseball, that customer like in Indianapolis, Columbus, uh, you name all the cities, those are places we're very focused on. Where is Allegiant and its relationship with baseball five years from now? Uh, I think we're deep and wide with minor league baseball uh, in particular because it's also an affordable sport. Uh, my major league baseball with your kind of NFL city profile is not our strength. You know, this part of the world is much more our strength. So we'll, we'll develop this and we'll see where it goes from, from there. But I expect this to be quite successful. So you're on the board of, uh, of advisors of uh, UC Davis or the graduate school, the Dean's Advisory Council? Uh, yes, I have been on that, yes. Okay, and so how do you have time to play golf as much as you do and still do all of these academics? Well, they, they, don't, uh, they don't meet that often, thank goodness. And uh, um, I went to Davis many years ago, so it's been, uh, it's been a great experience and uh, it's been good to give back. Maury Gallagher, it's incredibly compelling to speak with you, hear your story. Thank you very much. So Maury Gallagher is a speaker uh, extraordinaire at a lot of entrepreneurial uh, startup uh, business seminars and organizations, and he should. He certainly understands what it means to grow an airline slash business and use sports marketing as an opportunity to accomplish that. What stood out from your perspective, Amy, on all this? Well, I was interested to hear all of the upsides that he sees in the minor leagues. Um, I think that the league attracts more fans than maybe the average person would realize. Um, and, and people who really show up for the love of the sport, regardless of uh, whether their team is winning or losing. Um, it, it seems like he's found a foothold in a reliable arena. I do have to say I get a little nervous when I read some of the recent stats about minor league salaries. Um, now, there was one figure that I read, according to media reports, that the, the average or the, the most common salary for minor league players is about $7,500 per year, and that salaries in the league have actually declined over the last decade. Um, are you at all concerned that if this continues, that up-and-coming athletes might go to other sports? And do you think that advertisers who have bet on this league should be concerned as well? Well, I, I will say that it's obviously not minor league baseball's issue, but it is their concern, meaning Major League Baseball pays the salaries of these players. It's an issue for the player development agreement between Major and Minor League Baseball, and hopefully they get it resolved because cost of living and minimum wage and all of those considerations are really important. The Minor League Baseball players certainly are very important to the communities and to the teams, and hopefully the Major and Minor Leagues will get together and resolve that issue very quickly on another context, the brand of these teams is integrated into the fabric of the community. So, you know, in, in many ways, uh, the, uh, the teams around the country in minor league baseball aren't 
aren't, uh, the fans are not excited about supporting individual players. They're excited about the history and tradition and logos and uniforms of the teams themselves, how long they've been in town. So clearly it is important. Major League Baseball needs to give Minor League Baseball all the support it possibly can. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with you. I mean, certainly when you consider how much player development comes out of those. Um, but moving on, I mean, seeing the success that Gallagher has had with his marketing deals with MLB minor leagues, um, do, are there any other smaller sports leagues, maybe something that isn't on everyone's radar, do you think uh, could be poised for a marketing and ad deal boom? Well, you know, it's a total coincidence, but it is the right answer. So I'm here uh, looking at the involvement of major corporations in the Beach Volleyball Majors Series, which happens four times around the globe every year, uh, Gestadt, Hamburg, here in Vienna, and then in Fort Lauderdale, uh, beginning of uh, February, uh, Super Bowl 2020 in Fort Lauderdale and Miami a year later. This is next one here is in 19 with the Volleyball Classic. And uh, the guys who drive this event certainly understand what it's like to get a major series of sponsors, Red Bull underpinning other major sponsors as well. And that's the only way you can turn a beach volleyball event, even though in 2020 we'll have some really important teams and we'll cover that as we move forward. But this is an entertainment event. This is sponsorship, this is high level catering, this is an experience. And the way you make that happen is with major corporate sponsor partners and television. That is a good example of a league and an event that we've got to watch pretty well, and I am watching it pretty well in Vienna. Uh, I'm there, and you're not, and I apologize, and I'll make it up to you. Ricardo, see you soon. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Our producer, Alex Cohen. Associate producer, Freddie Joyner. Assistance provided by Carlos Waddick, Tanner Simpkins, Jesse Leeds, and Jamie Swimmer. And the executive editor of Reuters Digital, Dan Calaruso. I'm Ricardo. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.